listening to the 100% Elite Podcast. Welcome to 100% Elite. I am your host, Jeff Englert, and this is episode 41. Now I'm joined here today, finally, by my co-host, Mr. Zach Preston, a.k.a. Freshly Squeezed Orange Zachity. What's up, buddy? What's going on, Jeffrey? Ladies and gentlemen, good to talk to you again. It's your boy, 100% Freshly Squeezed Orange Zachity, <laughs> here to talk about another great week of AEW content, Jeff. What a week we had. It was a little bit interesting, huh? Oh, yeah. It was definitely packed full of... Uh, dark and very very late dynamite <laughs> it wasn't just late dynamite it was very that false late. advertising there right yeah <laughs> uh and then actually a pretty good episode of dynamite in my opinion uh but before we get into any of that stuff let's get into some news um so obviously serena deeb is now all elite that is the new uh hire for all elite wrestling um but the other news coming out today, it's kind of sad. Uh, I didn't know that Lance Archer has contacted COVID-19. Also, Ben Carter has contracted COVID-19. So they will not be here for two weeks. Uh, good thing that they didn't, you know, pop back up and have to go home and give everybody else everything. So good job on them for staying home and, uh, and getting healthy. But other than that, I had no other news. What do you got, buddy? Now, that was pretty much it. Those were the things that, uh, you know, really took took the news as far as uh, modern day wrestling. Of course, we learned uh, earlier this week about the passing of Mr. Laurinaitis, um, who was uh, known as Road Warrior Animal. Um, so now, uh, unfortunately, uh, they're both gone and the uh, world is mourning the loss of a great tag team. Uh, a lot going on in the world right now. So kind of a lot of grenades in the fire. So that one might have snuck by people. But uh just make sure uh, make sure you're aware of that. Obviously, the wrestling industry losing an icon. So, um, other than that, we had a pretty quiet week on the news front. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's get right into this episode of Dark. Um, we had Veda Scott back on commentary. I'm really enjoying her commentary, bringing a fresh new voice to that team of just Taz and Excalibur. So I like having her there. I hope she sticks around. I know she actually is a wrestler too, so I don't know if she's going to be doing indie bookings once they start opening back up. I don't know how that works, but um, other than that, let's start off with, uh, these are going to go by really quick because there's a lot of dark, there's a lot of late night, late, 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 late dynamite, and (laughs) it sounded like I glitched for a second, but, uh, and then dynamite. So these, I don't really have a whole big summary on these dark matches this week. I'm just going to kind of speed through them. So I'll feed them right off. Uh, Fuego del Sol and, uh, uh, Rembrandt Lewis in that match. Yeah, that's who it was. Rembrandt Lewis, Rembrandt, Rembrandt (laughs) Lewis versus the dark order. Uh, and it was pretty much a beatdown. I mean, you had, uh, they just, just going to town, really. Stu Grayson and Evil Uno. Uh, I mean, they're a powerhouse tag team. They really are. Uh, I think they're the the outliers of the Dark Order. I mean, they're the original two. They know what they're doing. They've been doing this gimmick for so long. I think they, they're the ones who got it down. I think the Brody Lee and the, the rest of the Minions... I kind of miss the creepers. I kind of miss the throne of creepers that Evil Uno would sit on. I liked that 
to, you know, the whole cult thing. Uh, God, I said I wasn't going to go in too deep on Dark. <laughs> um, dark Order pulling out the win here, obviously, uh, over these enhancement talent. Uh, what'd you have on this? Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, much like a lot of other Darks, this was a match um, where the result was certainly not in question prior. So uh, these guys coming in, you know, doing the thing, they actually, they made these guys look like jobbers. It was really unfortunate because I think uh, that Fuego Del Sol is a, a pretty good wrestler. I don't know much about Rembrandt Lewis, um, but I just want to touch on what you said about the Dark Order real quick. I think one of the things that made it lose its luster to me uh, was like, the the concept of like mysterious intentions you know when they were still running with the creepers um cutting you know pretty shrouded promos uh without much clarity uh just really made them more intriguing and you know more mysterious if you will and uh you know now that Brody lee is is in charge they still kind of don't seem to have like synergy amongst the group um you made a comment there about Stu and evil uno being the outliers of the group and they certainly have been um and i just want to see you know, some glue that kind of brings all of this back together. You know, Brody's taking the mic a lot, which, which affects the quote unquote mysterious aspect. All their intentions are very clear now. So um, they're just another brooding faction at this point. Um, we'll see if they can kind of recapture some of that allure. Um, again, the tag team division is obviously super deep right now. So it's really difficult uh, to get ahead on that, you know, so Brody's going to hold the TNT title for a little bit and, you know, he's going to be the only one that we're made to care about, at least for the foreseeable future, which is unfortunate. So um, we'll see where that goes in the future. But I definitely agree with you there. Um, from there, we moved on into uh, Starkman Jones, your favorite guy, my favorite guy, Ricky Starks, taking on CD Christopher Daniels. Now, the old man actually looked pretty good in this match. Um, I was really, really impressed. I thought this was going to be a very one-sided Ricky Starks match, but it it was not. It definitely uh, was a nice back-and-forth match. Again, this is Christopher Daniels' best singles outing that he's had in a while. I think um, his match versus Brody Lee was very, very good as well. Uh, but he looked really good here. Um, in the end, though, he had you know he had control during the middle of this match for quite some time. But uh, Ricky Starks eventually coming back. A lot of nice back and forth, a lot of counters in this match. And actually, Ricky Starks hits the spear for the win on this one. So uh, here's a match that we see uh, he doesn't win with the Rochambeau, Rochambeau, which I do really like that finisher. But I do like to see guys win on multiple moves. We talked mm-hmm. about that earlier. Um, it just it kind of it takes the predictability away from the ending um, if they can win on multiple different moves. So what'd you have on this one, Jeff? Yeah. I mean, usually I'm pretty hard on Christopher Daniels. I think he just doesn't do it for me anymore. I don't know what it is, but um, I like this match. This match actually had me paying attention to the TV. It had me uh, actually engaged in this. It might just be all Ricky Starks, uh, but I think they worked well together. I think they really had a solid match. Um, you know, obviously hoping that Ricky Starks was going to pull a win over CD. I didn't really have, uh, a doubt. And I mean, maybe there's a little bit of doubt that they would have put CD over Ricky Starks. I don't know why, but it's nice that he's actually beating people with some notoriety in, in AEW instead of just beating enhancement talent after enhancement talent. Um, and like you said, using the same move to, um, to win, matches with Rochambeau it's a cool move but I like the spear he he uses it a couple more times uh or not a couple more he uses it one more time later in the week uh but after this match 
we had uh so this one was another one of these so it's puff versus uh clevin stewart it was was puff and calvin stewart versus butcher and blade calvin clevin i don't know why calvin is what i got (laughs) i don't know mr mr Mr. stewart Stewart. uh (laughs) uh, versus the butcher and the blade this was pretty much just a beat down Uh, i mean puff had a little bit of offense uh i think so the butcher and the blade are also on the unrestricted podcast this week and i listened to it and they're actually i guess those are either new york people guys buffalo they're from buffalo um and i think they're local indie talents from around there or or no i think i'm thinking of the the other guys um they they'll come up later i'll I'll mention them then (laughs) um so but anyways this match was never in doubt it's just two guys that we've never seen before they're they look ridiculous i'm sorry the guy puff i was just not into it and i'm not fat shaming or anything like that but it was just it's pretty ridiculous nice uh, qualifier yeah god and uh full death for the win it, it, it's just not it wasn't a no thanks could you uh could you imagine them trying to pull the full death on puff <laughs> that would that would be was- uh i'd like to see that actually I get the nostalgia, the novelty of a performer of his size. He just, he works really hard in the ring. Like you can tell, like even when Mm -hmm. he's like gearing up to run at somebody, I think he, you know, is a a reversal. He throws blade into the corner at some point into the match. And like, he like comes to a full stop then like pushes to run, but is like really moving in slow motion. That's like a really weird visual. So, I mean, with that said, it's somebody as far as like in the wrestling world is not somebody you would really take seriously as like a threat. You know, yeah. I'd say in the real world, I'm not fighting that dude, like, at all. I mean, I get one shot in and run. That's my only chance, you know. <laughs> um, other than that, yeah, this this match was very clearly a showcase of Butcher and Blade. They're a great tag team. Um, like I said, it's, you know, it's, it's almost an embarrassment of riches. You know, we talk about the tag team division in AEW, and it really, really is. It's so, it's sad that all these tag teams are vying for one belt which obviously makes it like way more prestigious but you know you're locked into this like ftr storyline you know with the eventual culmination of their match with the bucks and i I feel like it's it's somewhat a disservice to guys like butcher and the blade and lucha bros who we'll get into later but like these really good tag teams where you're like they could hold the belt and like they could run with it for a while they're a great tag team and i i feel that way about the butcher and the blade so uh, we'll see where they go from here and with their uh with their faction storyline so um but, you know, overall, uh, a decent little performance by them. But we moved on into uh, Will Hobbs versus our boy Serpentico. Um, Will Hobbs, you know, the freshly minted AEW Will Hobbs, who is all elite, which I am very happy about. I love mm-hmm. Will Hobbs. I think he's got a great look. He's got a great physique. He's kind of that, like, big dude that's, like, super athletic, too. So he, like, moves around a lot better than a lot of dudes his size too. you know you think about somebody from the match prior and the butcher it's like a, another big dude but doesn't ne- move nearly as well as will does so um this obviously him just signing a contract you figure they're going to start building him up um serpentico's evolved as a performer um over this COVID time i mean between you know when he became a mainstay on dark and what march or march or february um mm-hmm. till now like he's come a long way in the ring um even in taking these squashes these relative squashes you know he gets some offense in and looks okay 
Um, but he really knows how to play his character. I'm glad he settled into like Serpentico mode only. Um, is what it seems like they're doing. I haven't seen, was it John Cruz? Is that what he goes by also? Yep. I haven't seen John. Yeah, I haven't seen him wrestle as John Cruz in a while now. So, um, again, uh, Will Hobbs looking good. He hits that monster spine buster for the one, two, three. Um, and yeah, that's what we got here. I think this guy, obviously, they're pushing him as a baby face, but I think he could be a, a really good heel in the future. What'd you have on this one? Yeah, I mean, this did the job. Uh, you had Luther on the outside. A little bit of screaming time. Uh, <laughs> I can't stand. Yeah, he got and he, and he got some. He got some shots in on Hobbs. Yeah, uh, Serpentico. I think. Neat. I don't know. He's very small. He's like a Marco stunt, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like he's somebody mm-hmm. that I don't think could could ever hold a belt, or should ever hold a belt in this, unless he's like maybe in a tag team with somebody huge. So maybe like a teaming up instead of with a Luther, teaming up with a Will Hobbs or somebody of that size that he can, you know, he can have a heater, man. He can have somebody who will really, uh, <laughs> really enforce what he's got to say or what he's got to do. He could be the little silent buddy that just nods and does whatever because I don't think he talks under that mask. <laughs> he does have no mouth hole either. So uh, I don't know. This was great, though. Big spine buster for the win. I love the way he does that spine buster. He really kicks that foot out. It almost reminds me of The Rock. You know how The Rock would pick somebody up, slam him down, and then mm-hmm. they'd, he'd get up on top for that people's elbow. Uh, such an iconic thing. But Will Hobbs, definitely. Like, that stanky leg ankle shake. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so good. Uh, so I love the way he does that. I mean, he, he huge, too. So a great... Uh, I talked about him last week. Great signing for AEW for sure. Uh, hopefully the captain's next. I don't know. Um, or maybe Ben Carter. We'll get into him. Jesus we will Christ. get into some Ben Carter for sure. <laughs> um, so next match was Lucha Bros versus uh, Dante Smiley and Max Stardom. So this was literally just uh, another s- smash through. We knew the Lucha Bros were winning. There's no doubt about it. They had a great double team for the win. Uh, that's all I got on it. They, they, I mean, obviously, I love the Lucha Bros. They look cool. Pentagon is a fucking genius. Uh, what'd you have? <laughs> Sato, Miata. Yeah, I mean, this was uh, a squash match as expected going into it. Um, not really much to get into here. Um, I classify this. This match is more of a a stats enhancer, if you will, to get another win in the win column on the rankings there. So Luge yes, Brothers sir. picking up the win with the package driver on stardom. One, two, three. So not waste too much time with that one. From there, we move into Ryzen and Xander Gold versus five and ten, Allen Angels and Press 10 Vance. Um, you know, looking good here actually versus Ryzen and Xander Gold. They they uh you know control most of this match. Um this was a nice what are you laughing about? <laughs> I threw up the stupid dark order thing. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, and this is what we've been talking about in weeks past. Um, you know, I'll, I'll move right on to the end. Uh, uh, Alan angels picks up the win here with a diving stomp into a power slam. Um, and they get the, the win with relative ease here, but it's really nice to see dark order pick up multiple wins in the same night. Like I said, if you're going to start rebuilding the, the mystique, the aura, 
you know, put these guys on like a dominant tear. Like you have, you have dark order winning earlier in the night and then losing later in the night. Like they really cancel each other out. It's that 50, 50 WWE style booking. So (laughs) I really want to see, I am serious. Like I don't mean to insult anybody or anything, but uh, I get it. I've been, yeah, I've been saying for weeks, give these guys wins like back to back on nights and stuff like that. So it was really nice to see another dark order win here. And both dark order wins uh, came with relative ease on this night of dark. So um, a really nice back and forth. Ryzen looked really good in this match. I was actually really impressed with Ryzen out of the other team. Um, we didn't get to see too much of Xander Gold, but, uh, you know, he's the one that takes the pin there from Alan Angels. Uh, did you yep. like this match? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it didn't really keep my uh, my interest. I'm not really big on 5 and 10 yet. I, I would rather see them wrestle as Alan Angels and, you know, Preston Vance and have their own yeah. gimmicks and their own thing. So just another member of the Dark Order, it just kind of, it loses, the farther you go down the list, the less I care about them. It's Brody Lee, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, maybe Colt Cabana, I don't know if he's part of the Dark Order, I know he changed his gear now. Uh, Other than that, I'm like, unless, I mean, they're funny on BTE, like obviously John Silver and Alex Reynolds, they're a powerhouse tag team. I wish they would just go back to being the fucking Beaver Boys. Beaver and, Boys. And just be a funny tag team that comes out and they say and do goofy shit. Because if they're supposed to be the Dark Order, all powerful, like why are they all, you know, so funny on one thing and big goofballs? And then around the ring, they're big goofballs. Uh, but they're supposed to be this like hardcore team. And Brody Lee is supposed to be this. You know, you know what I'm trying to say here? It just doesn't make sense to me why. If they're going to be serious, have them be serious. Have them just dominate people and take them down. If they're going to be funny, then have them be a funny group and split them the fuck up. Have the mm-hmm. Beaver Boys and 5 and 10 all do separate things and have Brody Lee with, you know, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and some more Creepers and have him just run his little Dark Order that way. I don't, I just I'm don't, with you. No, yeah, I get it. It just doesn't make sense to me, I, I guess. It, I did, and then it just I, it's like I lost it. It's like one episode I was there, the next, maybe it maybe it was just him beating Cody so so easily. Maybe I'm just like, <laughs> maybe I'm over it now. Uh, but anyways, moving on. Joey and Sunny Kiss versus uh, Daniel Garcia and Kevin Blackwood. These are the guys from Buffalo, New York. These are the guys that uh, the Butcher and Blade were talking about, not the other guys. Um, yeah, diving splits for the win. I didn't really have a whole lot on this match. I can't, I don't know what it is. I can't get into Joey Janela and Sonny kiss. Like I want to like them and I just, I can't. And this, you know, obviously these are two enhancement guys. Um, so that it just didn't really pull in my attention. There wasn't anything big in this match to where I was like, Holy fuck, this is so cool. You know, Joey Janela does his, his, his shit. he, does the tope suicidos and and he has that same look on his face every single time and and yeah and then you have sunny kiss coming in here looks great does some stuff but it's kind of sloppy and we'll get into we'll get into sunny kiss uh here very soon when we talk about dynamite uh but i didn't really have a whole lot on this one yeah yeah i'm gonna walk back what i said about this team uh, in the past few months because <laughs> i was becoming a big fan of them but like their deficiencies as as a team and as individual performers are becoming 
more and more obvious as they wrestle enhancement talents. I don't think if, if they don't have a team that's like well-established or like really good mm-hmm. wrestlers, they don't seem to pace matches by themselves uh, very well as the lead team, if you will. So, you know, when they're working with, you know, when Sonny's working with a guy like Cody or something like that, it's very easy for Cody to bring out the best in people, which I've walked back my statements on that in the past. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this match was no different. I It didn't really do anything for me one way or the other as far as any storylines were concerned um, or performance was concerned. I thought it was nice back and forth, but it was just meh. It was okay. So, yeah. Um, as you said, Sonny and uh, Joey, a.k.a. Bad Romance, uh, picking up the win here. So, uh, from there, we moved on to Billy and Austin Gunn of the Gun Club um, taking on Mbadu. I think that's how you're pronouncing that. And mm-hmm. uh, Cruz. So, uh, you know, obviously this is meant for the Gun Club to go over. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Billy start- <laughs> yeah, Billy's starting things off here with Mbadu. Um, you know, pretty much taking the upper hand like right away on this one. Uh, Cruz got some nice little offense in. I uh, hit this nice little clothesline, uh, but, you know, really it was all gun club. Um, Billy hitting the famous there on Cruz for the win. I, I'm really going to keep complaining about this. Like, you're going to put the gun club over. It's great. Like, why is Austin not getting the pin here? Why is 80-year-old Billy Gunn, the ass man, like, why is he getting the win here? It just it doesn't it doesn't seem to make sense to me if you're trying to build up a star. It doesn't it doesn't make Austin look better to sit there and watch his 80 year old dad get the win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think he's more just getting the in ring time on TV, uh, you know, getting Austin used to being in the ring, doing his thing. And uh, yeah, so I want to see him finish with that quick draw. I think that's an amazing move. I've never seen it before. It's like a hip toss into a cutter. It's, it's fucking cool. It's really cool. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, Famouser for the win. Maybe maybe Billy Gunn needs another tag team title run. I don't know. Maybe he needs to get married on Dynamite to somebody else. To Chuck Palumbo? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. But Hey, it, it, look, Kenny Omega looks an awful lot like Chuck Palumbo, some might say. <laughs> what? No. Maybe maybe he's got the hair, but other the than hair, that. exactly. It's the curly hair, man. <laughs> oh well. Uh yeah, next one was uh Serena Deeb versus Kylan King. I actually really enjoyed this match. Serena Deeb is awesome. Kylan King, Ohio represent. Uh I'm always going to back this girl. She's great. She's got the look. Um this is an like this is a great signing for AEW. This girl's awesome. These this match was very watchable. I was literally watching this match and the Brandy versus Anna J match and I, I loved them both. These were these were really good matches. But uh, she ends up winning with uh, what was this submission called? It's like a Boston Crab with with like an arm hold. What what the fuck was I didn't, that? I didn't hear the name. It was just like that German suplex. Or what she dodged a German suplex and then just kind of like hits. The, it looked like a Boston Crab to me, but I don't think they ever said it. Yeah, I, single, I know she had the leg, one leg. Single leg crab. Does she have like a special name for it? Like a single leg crab? I know it's a single leg crab. I don't know if she's calling it anything different. Well, she had her leg tucked under Kylan King's arm was bent back. And that's how she was mm. pinning her face down. So they have mm. it has to be some special little submission mm. here. Um, she's she's sorry, vicious, my man. Dog is barking. I don't know if you can hear that. No. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I really like this. I wonder if she's going to be heel or not because Kylan King's kind of the baby face here. Dude, um, I'm telling you, Serena looked like the vicious worker here, man. She is like her face, her everything. She sells well. Um, she looks intense when she's on the attack, like really good signing, as you mentioned. So yeah, this I'm happy awesome. this one. Yeah, I don't have much more to contribute to the match. Um, a nice little fun sprint of a match. Deep getting the win on a uh, on the submission, as you said. Um, the next match we move into was a very interesting match. Was uh, our boy Lee Johnson, who is now not affiliated with MJF apparently, uh, versus Ben Carter. Um, ben Ben Carter set to make his uh, Dynamite debut on late, 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 late night with Conan O'Brien Dynamite. Uh, later on in the week so uh it was nice to get him out in the ring we've seen him in the ring and uh, a couple weeks ago um had a really great performance you and i were both singing this ben carter kids praises and i'll tell you what like as far as a sophomore slump like forget about it this dude looks awesome um it was, it was a nice back and forth match i think lee johnson looked great as well he got some good offense and i think they brought out the best in each other but the way ben carter moves through the ring is like so fluid it reminds me of the way like uh, somebody like pack moves to the ring just like yep. so fluid from like move to move like no step is wasted um and so this kid's damn impressive um a, a really fun match um johnson or lee johnson gets some awesome offense series an awesome blue thunder bomb almost gets the win on that um you know carter hitting that missing the moonsault to the outside just just some awesome offense i i can't say enough about this match uh lee johnson hitting that death valley driver another near count um just just a nice back and forth but in the end ben carter uh gets the frog splash for the win here um you know setting him up for his dynamite late 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 with conan o'brien dynamite <laughs> debut against scorpio sky um which would also air later on in the night um but a really really awesome match and i i don't want to say unexpected because i would blame myself if i said unexpected because both of these performers have showed us that you know they are willing to put in the work and put on a good match so hats off yep. to them uh did you like this one oh, i really did i love that he's using this uh frog splash for the win so this kid even though i hate this fucking guy uh he's actually trained somebody that's awesome ben carter's trained by one <laughs> Seth, Seth Rollins, Rollins baby. <laughs> fucking piece of shit. Maybe if I call him Tyler Black or whatever his real name is. I think it's, is he's got a oh, it's a more Latin name. Oh my gosh. I'll, I know Tyler I'll Black was up. like his indie name, right? It's, I think Lopez is his real last name. I think it is. I don't know. So, Either way, anyway. he trained him really well because this this kid knows what he's doing. He's really great. I love this match, but I was rooting for Lee Johnson in this i really was because they're both unsigned talent i thought this is the chance that lee johnson has to get a win i was uh really rooting for him i i blasted it all over twitter everybody's like oh yeah ben carter's got this and i was like please lee johnson please get a win <laughs> please uh, <laughs> please uh all in all really great match i'm not gonna sing too many praises for this kid because we're about to uh blow him later pretty much um Next match was Eddie Kingston versus Brian Pillman Jr., uh, the flying mullet. Um, the now, local boy. Oh, yeah, from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, this was a great match, man. Uh, I mean, it was almost uh, Brian Pillman Jr.'s match here. He almost got... He almost got a win on Eddie Kingston. There was a couple Dude, real he, close. He didn't. He didn't take the loss, and we can get into that, man. He didn't take the elbow. I don't know that stiff kitchen sink and spinning back fist. He 
took an L. <laughs> he got pinned. He took a beating. Oh, yeah. He, he took, took a real beating. It looked really good, though. I really enjoyed this match at the end. Uh, so Dark is one of those things that it runs kind of long with these matches that I don't give a shit about. So getting through them sometimes is feels like work and not like fun. It's usually these these few and far between matches. So maybe there's like four or five in here out of 11 that were actually good and watchable. Uh, I mean, look, the performers are doing good, but why do I give a fuck about... Um, you know, the Lucha Bros versus Dante Smiley and Max Stardom. I don't. It doesn't matter. We know who's going to win. Who cares? It's an enhan- it's an enhancement match. I told you that. It's just a bad I... record. Whatever. So, yeah, this was a great match, though. I really like this mm-hmm. one. Eddie Kingston looked great. Um, and, and Brian Pillman Jr., I mean, looking phenomenal again. His facials are great. Like, he, he really knows how to sell moves. Eddie Kingston is great. Yeah, all in all, awesome match at the end here to wrap up Dark. What'd you think? Yeah, I like this match. Um, uh, Flying Brian Pillman Jr., you know, he's our warrior wrestling champion uh, right now. I'm not sure if you follow him on social media, but you got to check him out. Uh, Flying Brian 41, at least on Instagram. I'm not sure if his Twitter's the same. Um, but here's what I was going to say. If you follow Flying Brian 41 on Instagram, somebody took a nice screenshot of the finish of this match and Eddie Kingston gives up his pin before the referee's hand is down for three. He lets go of the pin. So just like Eddie Kingston never went over the top rope (laughs) to lose the casino battle Royale match, flying Brian Pillman jr. Was never pinned by Eddie Kingston. So we demand a rematch. I'm a huge, huge Brian Pillman fan. Uh, I think this kid's got the look. I love the mullet. Um, He's a fucking gym rat. Um, he's always putting time into his craft um, and he just looks really good for somebody who like wasn't planning on doing this for his entire life and really getting onto it into it later in his life. Um, he's definitely come a long way in a very short amount of time. I think this guy's got future star written all over him. I'm not sure if we have a resolution on the whole major league wrestling contract um, deal or not, but hopefully he can get out of that uh, organization and get to an organization that'll appreciate him. Uh, for what he is, but uh, a really good match. Let's demand our rematch here, guys. Uh, follow him, like I said, Flying Brian Forty One. Let's get behind him and support him on this one. If Eddie Kingston can uh, bullshit his way into a title match, we can uh, bullshit Brian's way uh, into getting that rematch with Eddie Kingston. <laughs> Hopefully, go over this time. Uh, yeah. But otherwise, like you said, it was a great match. Uh, wrapped up. Um, I'd say an average week of dark, but the really good matches were really good. Uh, we talked, you know, you mentioned uh, four or so matches on this card that were really good. Um, and yeah, those ones are definitely worth watching. Definitely dynamite, uh, worthy as, as well. So, oh, yeah. um, from there, I'm not sure, Jeff, did you want to move on into our homework or did you want to go ahead and move on into late night dynamite at this point? Let's do this late, late thing. There's only three matches. We'll get through that yeah. and then I'll run us in. Um, so first match, Scorpio sky versus Ben Carter. Fuck. This was great. This was really like, it just threw me for a fucking loop, dude. I I, I started yeah, watching it. Like, what do you do? The kid was all like, over the place, man. He was it's, like, okay. <laughs> uh, Scorpio Sky looked like he had no idea what he was getting himself into. He, yeah. he looked he looked a little puzzled. But uh, all in all, this was a fantastic match. Like, Hands down, one of my favorite matches of this entire week, if not 
for a while. I mean, this is this was dynamite worthy. I'm glad that they had this late night dynamite to put this on. Uh, there was a lot of moments where I thought Ben Carter was going to win this. I mean, he got a lot of offense in. This was a this was an Allen Angels Kenny Omega style match where he's putting this kid over to the moon because we know Scorpio Sky is fantastic. He's the first. Uh, you know, set of this tag team champs. Uh, now he's on a single run doing his thing. This was a great win for him because he beat a strong opponent. Even though Ben Carter lost to other people, the amount of time that these guys got, the amount of moves that Ben Carter got in, he worked Scorpio Sky's ass off. <laughs> That's what he did. Um, I really like this match. I mean, he needs a contract. Like you, they need to get him here. Don't let him go to some other promotion. Don't let them go to WWE to be with his, his trainer. I don't even want to say fuck that guy anymore because he trained this guy so good. Like this guy is phenomenal. I really like him. I could see myself buying the dude's merch, watching all of his matches and really getting behind him. Uh, but yeah, that's what I had on this. Oh yeah, TKO for the win. <laughs> Dude, awesome match. I mean, who would have thought? I Ben just yeah. Ben looked like a freaking like shooting star. Um like you can't say enough about enough about it. This was an awesome match uh, between two great 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 performers. Um, you kind of hit the nail on the head. I, I, I think you're right. Scorpio's guy did not know what to expect. Ben Carter definitely had his number throughout this match. And you know what? Like he wrestled a performance that was like worthy of taking home this win here. Um, you know, picking up the win on dark, as we have previously alluded to, to help build his brand. Um, I don't think this loss hurt him in the slightest. I think this match in general, you know, really puts him over the top. Um, getting the, this is awesome chance on late, 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 late night dynamite. Um, and that was well-deserved. I mean, just kicking off the show and a great win. Um, like you said, Scorpio Sky getting the big boot, the TKO for the one, two, three. Um, after the match, Scorpio Sky helping Ben Carter up to his feet, um, giving him a hug and raising his arm. I mean, to me, like, that shit's not scripted. Like, they didn't nope. say, hey, Scorpio, make sure you help that guy to his feet and, like, put his <laughs> ass over after. Yeah. Like, this dude's like, holy shit, this guy took me to the limit and, like, what made Ben Carter's performance so great, like in and of itself, was that he made Scorpio Sky look even fucking better. Yeah. Like that's what was awesome about this match. So I, I yes, one of the better matches I've seen in a long time. Um, definitely worth a rewatch. Um, oh yeah. So you know, it's not on the TNT app. I think you can find it if you Google it. It's on um, YouTube. You can definitely find. Yeah, it is on YouTube now. Good. I yep. was not on it right after when I was looking. <laughs> I was trying to look for it right away. So uh, from there in the unenviable position to follow up that match. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. We have Anna J of the Dark Order taking on Brandy Rhodes of the Nightmare Sisters. Hell, um, this was a slobber knocker, man. I did not know how this was going to go actually going yep. into it. We talk about those matches where the outcome seems like it's inevitable from the start sometimes. Um but I, I was curious about this match. Um, I thought Anna Jay looked really good. I thought Brandy Rose looked phenomenal. She has come a long damn way. Um, and that's something that you can that you can allude to later because I know you have something to say on that. But she has come a long damn way since we first saw her in that women's battle royal match a couple of years ago. So 
Um, kudos to her. She didn't even wrestle all that much in WWE, if at all, um, on TV. But uh, really looked good here. Anna Jay looked awesome. It's great to see her back in, like, full force wrestling 100% again. Mm-hmm. She was certainly missed um, missed from the women's division. Uh, you know, crowd chant Brandy. Man, the crowd was on fire for this late, late, late night dynamite. I'm not sure when they recorded this. I don't think I... I don't think I ever got that information, but uh, in the end here, it was a really, really interesting, um, uh, interesting finish here. Uh, you know, Evil Uno and uh, Stu Grayson really kind of getting involved, um, you know, just kind of a lot of outside interference. And eventually uh, Anna Jay gets a sleeper in here and uh, the referee checks on Brandy and, and he calls for the bell. Um, you know, this isn't the first time we've ever seen this, but it's the first time we'll see it this week, coincidentally enough. But uh, a really interesting finish. I think it's kind of on brand with the whole like Rhodes thing, Rhodes family, Nightmare family, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, Cody's definitely someone that's not going to quit ever on a match. Like you have yeah. to beat him to where he can't get up or that. So it was it, that continuity as far as Brandy is concerned was was really cool, you know, not tapping out and uh you know, staying through to the end until the rep essentially told her like, Hey, look, like you're done with this match. So Anna J picking up the win here, another win for the dark order looking strong. Um, yeah. I like this match. what do you like about it, Jeff? The growth. Okay. Between these two girls, Anna J is, I mean, I think, I think it was one year, like a couple weeks ago, or maybe not even then yet in the business in total, that's in training and matches, all of it. So Anna J, big kudos to her. Now Brandy, same thing. She did ring announcing for WWE. I don't think she wrestled at all. Her training was literally with Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> her training has been with like uh, Dustin and and Kenny and probably Cody. Like the growth in that girl is just amazing it really is if you guys don't see it you're not looking close enough because i mean the matches weren't like you know it wasn't a barn burner it wasn't a uh you know a scorpio sky versus ben carter but for a women's match that these two girls you know have not worked together they don't get to work that often because you know they they only have one fucking women's match uh per episode of dynamite so there's that uh so I'm I'm really really like I know she doesn't care even though she retweeted my my tweet about how awesome and how proud she should be about it. Oh, uh, you care, you care. <laughs> I do. She's so hot. Uh, anyways, so <laughs> this match was great. The rear naked choke ending was awesome. I love that Anna Jay is using this uh, as her finish. Um, I still wish Brandy would have picked up the win. At least been able to stuff something back in their face. That sounded bad, um, but yeah, I mean, dude, the, the the press that she had, the like the Austin style, uh, what what do they call it again? The th- the th- Luthez press, yeah, whatever it's called. Um, and giving her them punches, man, that looked great. She does the stunner really well, but that it was like a face plant DDT on the apron. That was a really nice, sharp little spot. All in all, this late, 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 late uh, after basketball dynamite was, uh, you know, seemingly pretty good. The next match, 
I think it was great. I really do. I like both of the people that were in this match. It was Matt Seidel versus Sean Spears. Um, I don't know what his gimmick is now. The black hand, Sean Spears. He's not the chairman anymore. Uh, yeah, they missed out on the chairman gimmick. I thought that yeah, was I wish he would have just went through the roster and lopped off heads with a fucking mm-hmm. steel chair. Just gimmick it a little bit more to where it's really flimsy. And just start right, cracking right. people. Gimmick it, gimmick it with the. I think they changed their gimmick chair. Um, you know, in that in that uh, Guevara Matt Hardy match weeks uh, weeks ago, where like the wrong chair was used. Like those fake chairs now are really flimsy. I feel like you can. I mean, they don't want to do headshots. I get it, but like I I agree with you. Just take people's heads off. Yeah, just smash them or have people <laughs> tuck their head forward and hit them high in the back, and and only only cut those. You know, the angles. Use camera angles. Make it look tricky. I don't know. I think they could have pulled it off. But, you know, this match was awesome. Sean Spears looked fantastic. Matt Seidel looked great. This dude is a high flyer. Like, he was all over the place. He was all over Sean Spears, reversing a lot of the shit that he was throwing at him. Um, All in all, getting the C4 and, uh, you know... Sky coming out to help uh, Matt Seidel out. I wonder what. I wonder what's gonna come of that. Are they gonna form a new, like, little alliance against some people, or, you know what I mean? I, who knows? Who knows yeah, what they're doing with this? It's hard to say. They just got. They just got Scorpio Sky out of a tag team. You know what I'm saying? To help yeah, his. Don't throw him in another one, please. Right. Thank. Yeah. <laughs> but the, he has seen. He has kind of. I won't say floundered because like floundered would like implicate some sort of failure, and he certainly hasn't been a failure by any stretch of the word but he's not been as prominent on the singles card as i would have liked to see him you know he got the tnt title shot um which he lost obviously um but other than that i mean it, he, he seems rather directionless at this point which uh which is very really interesting but uh i like this match um what i really liked was matt side up matt side l hitting the meteora without slipping this time <laughs> that was fucking terrifying last time that happened oh yeah he, you um, see him wipe off the pads <laughs> Yeah, that was good. That's what I'm saying. Storyline continuity in AEW is like so great. Like the stuffiness of of their you know their competition across the pond in WWE is so fucking stiff. And it's like don't have a personality. Don't go out there and like do shit that's like not approved by an out of touch old man. Did you see what they did with uh, fucking uh, Michael Nakazawa? They turned the slip into a storyline. Like, he mm-hmm. went out there and baby-oiled up the fucking pads mm-hmm. and shit. That is brilliant. That's what I'm saying. Storyline continuity. It's it, it's it's giving people space to be fucking artists. Like, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't like, a commission. You don't commission an artist to do, like, work of, say, you want a, a painting of your family because you really like this artist or whatever. And you're not going to sit over their shoulder and say, ah, don't put, don't, you know, make my hair that dark of a shade of brown, you know, lighten it. You don't fucking do that shit. No. Like, let the, let the artist work. And that's the environment that AEW has seemed to like cultivate over time, which is really great, but uh, great, great to see Matt, Matt Seidel in, in an AEW ring. Um, I hope we find out that this guy is all elite. Um, this guy's great. He's gotta be, he's gotta be, they're putting too much into him for him to not not be that way we'll see i mean we'll see what happens you know they 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 seem to be doing their friends a lot of favors right now like you know we'll get into that thunder rosa obviously wrestling again uh this week um which we'll get into on dynamite later but uh all in all like you said a great match man this was this was the matt seidel that was 
I was waiting for. You can't really get a good feel of who a performer is in like a multi-man match, like a battle yeah, not or at something all. like that, because the objectives are completely different. So your, your strategies, you would conceivably are going to be pretty different. So it's really good to see him in a one-on-one setting. Happy that Sean Spears was paired up with a dude that was going to like push him. You know, we've been talking about that, like give Spears some big wins here. And, you know, I know Matt Seidel is not big in the AEW world, but people that know his work um, outside of AEW, obviously will know that, uh, you know, he's just a, uh, he's a, he's a big name. He's got uh, a lot of talent and uh, he's got a, a big following. And so a good win for Sean Spears here, hitting the C4, as you alluded to, um, you know, Scorpio Sky with the save at the end here. I hope nothing comes of that. Um, you yeah, know, no, but no tag team for Scorpio Sky. Right. Please. Raising it. <laughs> I guess, is that Scorpio Sky's thing now? Like after every match, he's going to come out and raise the hand of the loser. <laughs> You know I don't what know. Saying? What if that's his new gimmick? <laughs> I like, know. I'm just going to be the hand raiser of the loser, you know, or whatever the case is. Yeah. So, uh, interestingly enough, it happened in, in uh, two out of three matches uh, on late, 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 late night dynamite, dynamite with Conan O'Brien. So, uh, but that wrapped us up for the late night dynamite. Um, it followed a really awesome uh, basketball game in which my beloved Lakers lost. So, uh, I was really unhappy. So, uh, late, late, late night dynamite really brought me. Uh, back to happiness so you stayed up um, and watched it i did dude because oh, I, I well i knew we were recording now i knew i wasn't gonna have time to watch it i had to go right. back and so i dvr'd it and then i had to go back on youtube and watch the final match because mm-hmm. it the fucking the game obviously went longer because you know it's basketball nowadays and uh it's yeah, lebron it. nowadays god uh but dude, anyways it, for, well go. for those of you that don't know jeff or who who don't know what Jeff does. Jeff has a, a job that puts him on really weird hours, so he doesn't like to stay up late and watch the uh, late things. Yeah, I know. I'm the trash man. Dun, dun. And, oh, yeah, he's the trash man. It's kind of like the ass man song. Yeah. Billy Gun- okay, just never mind. Um, oh, dude. <laughs> but let's, uh, let's get right into... The official homework of the week. All right, guys, you know what time it is. It's for the homework. Time for the homework, not it's for the homework. Uh, Time for the homework of the week. My homework for the week is actually uh, the Road Warriors versus Arn Anderson and Barry Windham. Uh, It's a great old match. It's old. Uh (laughs) I think it's uh it might be for the tag team titles. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. I don't think it is. But that's my homework for this week. Just an ode to the Road Warriors. Uh, obviously, they were they were great. They influenced a lot of our uh, styles on No Mercy, picking people and 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 creating people on all these games. I always liked uh, you know the shoulder pads, the gimmick. They were just you know they were a serious tag team, man. Uh, so. That's that's my yes. homework for this week. I I figured you were gonna pick a Legion of Doom match. That's a good match to pick. So uh, <laughs> what a rush! So. <Okay>. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> well, I expect it. <laughs> um, What's your homework? My uh, <laughs> my uh, my homework of the week is as promised. Um, I was going to give you a Miro match. Um, this comes from when he was known as Rusev still, of course, uh, in WWE. This was from uh, Raw. <laughs> yeah, wake up, Jeff. Um, <laughs> from July 15th of 2013. Um, 
I think it was, uh, I'm sorry, July 13th of 2015. Um, I was, didn't know the date. I had looked it up and it's written in this uh, European style and I wasn't sure how to read it. Um, July 13th, 2015 on a Monday Night Raw, number number one contenders match, triple threat match between Kevin Owens, Cesaro, and a one Rusev. Um, a lot of people credit that as a credit that as the coming out party for Rusev and WWE. Um, this was an awesome match. It went nearly a half hour. Uh, both men, or I'm sorry, all three men giving it their all in this match. Just an, an awesome match. It's available on Daily Motion. Actually, you can just Google Cesaro versus Kevin Owens versus Rusev. Um, I'll put a link to it on Twitter. I promise I'll be active on Twitter more. I'm sorry if you get on Twitter and I'm not active because I'm really bad at social media. So uh, in any case, that's my homework of the week. That'll wrap it up. School is now out of session. It's time to move on into Dynamite. What well, do you say? hold on, hold on. This is the last week on this contest. So this is the shirt. Oh, right. yeah. That If you guys give me the homework, nobody has. Nobody has claimed this prize yet. Uh, you will get a 100% Elite Podcast shirt if you can just give me the homework from every podcast. It's a long list, I know. But it'll be worth it. You'll get a free shirt. I'll ship it to you. You don't have to pay anything. And it'll have your name. You can't really see it's got your name on the back. <laughs> it's actually going to have Jeff's name on the back. He's going to give you his actual shirt off yeah. the back. So you'll no. for, you'll forever you'll forever be known as Inkler. No, I'll talk to you. I can ask you what you want on the back and and so yeah, that's the contest this is the last week. So on next week, if we don't have a winner, fuck it. Uh, I'm taking it. <laughs> I'm giving it to my dog. She can have it. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving it to my mom. Uh, not really. I'm not giving it to my mom. Um, so dynamite this week. It started off. Um, I thought it was going to start off pretty hot. I, I we'll get into this match. Uh, so Kip Sabian comes out with my soon-to-be new wife, uh, Penelope Ford. I'm just joking. Sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, and out comes the best man. Uh, I love this song. I love his intro. The dude is a fucking monster. He's huge. I hated Rusev. I like Miro. Just like I hated uh, Dean Ambrose. And I love John Moxley. Okay? So maybe this guy will grow on me. The guy's huge. Um, he's fucking Joey Janela up in this match. He was stiff as shit. He was ready to come out and show us all what he's about. Until he hurt his leg. Um, he had a real stiff spot landing. Uh was it a Topo Suicido that he did that he landed mm -hmm. hard on? Man, he mm -hmm. was limping. It looked like he was truly hurt for a minute. Um, That's one thing about AEW that uh, doesn't worry me, but because we let, you know, they let the talents do whatever they want and call whatever they want, sometimes I think they go a little, not too far, but... I mean, they, they got to worry about themselves sometimes, and they got to worry about the match on some spots. So if Miro, you know, hasn't wrestled in a long time, hasn't been in the ring, maybe jumping outside of the fucking ring full force is probably the last thing you want to do right away. Uh, just fucking slam Joey and, and Sonny around, smash them together, do whatever you want to do, and then pin them. Done. Over with. Uh, also, this really... Like you've said, uh, it takes a good tag team to bring Joey and Sonny through a match because Sonny was fucking sloppy. I, I mean, I'm I've been as nice as I can. I like Sonny Kiss. I I, I like most of the move set, but a lot of this was sloppy. And Kip Sabian, very 
very all over the place. It's like he, they, he didn't know what he was doing. Uh, there was also a spot where uh, Sonny and, and, and Joey Janela literally Sonny got into the ring without tagging in. And then they tagged once they're in the ring. And I'm like, that's not how that works. Right. <laughs> so basically they shit all over the ref. Oh dude. FTR would have had a field day. With oh those yeah. Rules. And did you see Miro at the beginning of the match trying to find the, the tag rope? Right. <laughs> WWE style. Oh yeah. They yeah. Got, it wasn't get an rid of it. match, dude. It was, uh, I mean, so uh, it was, it, he looked great in what he did and he looked powerful. Um, What's that? What's that thing that he does? It, where he, it's like a, isn't it's not a camel clutch. Is that what it is? Uh, that, I mean, it is a camel clutch. I'm That's trying to remember what he was calling it. Um, they used to say the machka, the machka lock is what they used to call it. Yeah, um, which something means like that. Crush. I I think it would say Rusev crush was his thing, and they would call it the machka lock or whatever. So I think that means crush. <laughs> and he had the machka kick. Yeah, I mean, he had a, a great super kick before he put that on yeah. Sonny. So, you know, tapping Sonny out with this mat, uh, this submission. So, all in all, kind of a good opening for him. I He should have just came out and, and threw a dude around singles match instead of putting him in this tag with, with Kip Sabian, in my opinion. Even though it was nice to see Penelope Ford. So, <laughs> I got that. Any excuse for you. Oh, dude. She's, she's looking great. I'm a married man now. I have no comment. Just kidding. She looks phenomenal. <laughs> but uh, they're calling uh, on that finisher. They are calling it the game. The game over. Um, the game which obviously over. is a yeah. Which is obviously a play on like them being both like streamers and stuff like that. So yeah, Twitch streaming. Um, yeah, <laughs> and they're allowed to do it from their own likeness. Go figure. Um, the interesting thing the the line the the line of the night from the commentary team. Um, Jim Ross, uh, Jr. said after Miro came in and uh, spiked Joey Janela, he said that looked like an NBA dunk on TNT. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, he's uh, he's got awful sometimes. <laughs> sometimes he is really bad. I, I, I will say there were times this week where the commentary team, like if it were not for Excalibur, was like super lost. Mm-hmm. Like Excalibur is very clearly like the heart and soul of like that commentary he's the glue he's the glue that holds the old man minds together (laughs) certainly certainly sorry my dog's moving over my cords oh you're fine let's get into this eddie Um, kingston promo though ah dude no well okay we can do that if you want i was going to say real quick on that finisher the game over one thing i really like about him i love that he stomps on his opponents like back before he before he does that like it's just like an insult to injury. It's like, let me fuck your back up real quickly before I fuck it up even more and like wrench it into like a really shitty position. So I think it's a great, it's a great heel thing that he does. And like, I think something that people used to do before putting in moves like that, but like most modern day wrestlers aren't doing shit like that. And I'm really glad like that. He brought that back. Um, like I said, very, very cool and heel. So, um, but as you said, we'll move on into the, uh, Eddie Kingston, uh, Eddie Kingston promo, and you can uh, go ahead and roll it. I think you got that one queued up, right, Jeff? No. No, no audio this week. So nope. let's just move right on into uh, it. We gave a- because this is going to go on YouTube, I don't think we're going to be playing audio on the podcast because I don't want to get kicked off of YouTube anymore. <laughs> I guess I should have yeah. told you that before we just started recording. <laughs> hey, we're doing it live, man. We're, oh, we're yeah. building without we're building without blueprints here. That's what I like to call that. Yeah, this is all, so. all going to be one take. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, this Eddie Kingston promo was him coming out basically saying, uh, you know, he never got th- thrown over the top. He deserves a title shot. So this is the pivot. This is the pivot from Lance Archer because there was supposed to be this six-man tag tonight with Will Hobbs, uh, Darby Allen, and John Moxley versus Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, and Lance Archer. So Lance Archer is now COVID. He's gone for two weeks. Ben Carter had a, a – I think he was going to be on tonight too. Uh, two weeks, gone, COVID. Um, maybe he was going to be on next week or they were going to build something with him. I, I don't know what I read – but I'm not going to credit anything if it's not true yet. So um, anyways, Eddie Kingston calling out John Moxley saying, uh, I deserve a title shot. It's mine, blah, blah, blah. John Moxley coming out doing the stare down. Now, normally the stare downs are like the nose to nose stare downs. Usually I'm like, all right, this is a little cheesy, but these two guys are bad motherfuckers. So this yeah. stare down, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm excited for this. Can't wait for that main event. Uh, so what'd you have on this whole segment? Cool segment, man. I think uh, Eddie Kingston's been rolling with that. I never got thrown out thing. And I, I, I don't think I've heard officially like whether it was always a plan to run with this storyline or if it kind of happened organically. Um, but I think, I think the payoff for whatever, for what it's worth was, de- is definitely rushed here with this. I do like that we are getting this match, but I do, you know, and maybe it'll still happen, but you you posed the idea a couple weeks ago when we were chatting about a triple threat between uh, Lance Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, and I was hella excited for that prospect, um, which maybe this could have been paying off into. Um, but in, in any case, I the promo itself is great. Eddie Kingston's mm-hmm. a great promo. He's he's very clearly established himself as one of the top three promos, in my opinion, in all of AEW. I think he, for sure. I think Co- I think Cody's a great promo, and I think John Moxley's a great promo. I think the three of them are all are, are, are yeah i know i know you love them are all money on the mic so mm-hmm. for him to be putting that in that company is like a testament to like his ability so um throw some killer lines out there talking about john john moxley going and selling selling out and like going to w obviously alluding to him going to wwe while eddie kingston stayed and like you know fought it out on the indies and like did the right thing um but they both ended up in the same place and now we get to be the benefactors of uh of that of them ending up in the same place at the same time so i super super stoked about the brawl that was going to ensue later on in the night after this promo mm-hmm. um as always eddie kingston making us stoked about what he's got going on um what do you think though he made a comment about um um about the blade getting his house in order and has it has anybody touched on that since he said that a couple weeks or was that last week that he said that maybe it was a week before that but yeah getting ali back I wonder if that's why she didn't come to the ring with uh, Anna Jay in that match. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, so maybe maybe they're going to get uh, Allie away from from the whole the nightmare collective. collective, get her away from QT. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would do. I mean, if my wife was with some other guy, I'd be pretty angry. So Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, anyway, a great, great, <laughs> great segment getting us stoked for the main event for the night. But uh, before we get to the main event, we have uh, another great wrestler to get to. Um, yes. Kenny Omega, the cleaner, coming out, joining commentary for our next singles uh, match, which happened to be Hangman Adam Page versus Evil Uno of the Dark Order. Dark Order uh, on a little streak right now. 3-0 and this week so far on Dynamite. So um, really interesting to see uh, 
you know, somebody having to take the pin here. Why has it got to be Evil Uno of Dark Order? Um, you knew that Hangman was getting the win here, but that did not stop this from being a nice little back and forth match. This was um, great. There was, it was a great match. There was nothing to write home as far as like, you know, wow, like this these guys together blew me away. But Hangman pulled out some really cool moves. I think Omega even made a comment about that one time. He did a lot of like pump handle style moves that were mm-hmm. like pretty unique. He did that like arm and leg like pump handle like slam into a pinning combination that i thought was really cool like just showing his brute strength and like picking up evil uno and like a freaking deadlift like that's a he's lost weight but that's still a big dude like that is that's really fucking hard so he he took the um, criticism he took the criticism and and slimmed up put a shirt on yeah and i think he he's 10 times to work he he was worker worker he that he was when they first started he really was yeah and this match yeah. really shows it off oh sure great match like i said there was it was not like a not like an a plus like stealing the show match but a, a solid b match for sure both guys look great um the, their in-ring psychology and like chemistry is like wicked um yeah the whole like transitioning of the leg to the referee like and then getting that like swinging neck breaker off of it i thought was like so freaking cool like, that's my favorite just, movie like, does it's so oh, cool. yeah it's so fun like you would never see that in WWE. Like it was like, don't be that creative, guys. Why would you ever do that? Um, I like the mouth but, uh, flick, flick, flick. You know what I'm talking dude, about? He's, he does he's that. got it going on. He I really I does. love seeing Evil Uno here, but I just I hate him taking the L here. I really do. And I'm not saying that he should go over Hangman in this. I'm saying he shouldn't have even been in this match. Like yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna give Hangman the win, like you gotta put somebody in there that's like can afford to take the L, but it's still going to give him a good match. Cause I loved seeing evil Uno here. He just, he needs to not be taking the L here when the rest of dark orders taking wins for the week. So um, I thought that was the only, only bad thing about this match. Otherwise it's a great match. Um, pulled some cowboy shit uh, page, getting the power bomb um, kicking out, getting that uh, buckshot lariat, stacking him up for the win. One, two, three, uh, great match, as you can see. Obviously, after the match, Kenny Omega gets up from the table and leaves before Hangman does, um, and confirming over and over again that he is now a singles competitor. So let's see some fucking singles matches, Omega. Yeah, come on, cleaner. I, We're waiting. Uh, this slow—it's not even a slow burn anymore. It's come to a complete halt. They've already broken yeah. up. Why are Why are we still two weeks in a row? You come out on commentary and, and repeat the mm. same shit. No, no, no. I'm I'm a singles competitor now. Let's just why didn't you just cut a promo in the middle of the ring and say, you know, screw Hangman Adam Page, uh, just to show you guys how serious I am. Uh, this is an open challenge to the locker room. Come out here and chat, you know, and test the best bout machine or the cleaner or, you know, just fucking start it off with a yeah. banger and have some guy come out like who really wants a match with Kenny Omega. You know what I mean? Come out like, mm-hmm. yeah, excited, grabs the mic, says, oh, it's been a dream Dude, to, to wrestle Kenny Ben Omega. Carter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something. Give us something. But no, they put him on commentary again. There's this slow burn. Be- it's going to be Hangman versus Kenny Omega mm-hmm. to really get the full turn. But I think this this puts Hangman's character down. This doesn't do anything for Hangman. This does everything for Kenny Omega. But... At the same point, I do have to agree. Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page, uh, they they built this beer drinking cowboy shit gimmick together. 
Now mm-hmm. this is this this is the time for Hangman Adam Page to sink or swim. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think he needs to go back to not being so sad and whatever. He needs to be back to beer drinking, uh, hell yeah, cowboy shit, uh, cutting fucking promos. He needs to get on the mic. He needs to they, say some shit to make us believe. Yeah, they, they need to give him like an edgy fucking haircut. Cut his hair. Like, or just, you know, they, they wet, even made wet the it comment down. about. Wet it down yeah, like they, Rhino. <laughs> Remember right. how soft and wet Rhino used oh, to look? So weird. <laughs> <laughs> stringy like roman reigns hair oh um, yeah but they they even made a comment about uh you know him wearing the long pants so like it's very clearly like some storyline yep. continuity there about you know the cowboy shit like you said the buckshot lariat all that good shit so i think everybody um, should wear pants i do too like i i just think it looks better i, <laughs> I mean, think it's not time I care. <laughs> it's time to let's just let's put that to pasture and everybody wear <laughs> pants <laughs> or at least Their mma job. style shorts they're challenging your masculinity, Jeff. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, no. I don't care. They can wear whatever they want. But when Sammy Guevara's entire ass comes out, I'm like, dude, put on some right. pants. <laughs> right. And and I think people just look better in pants, personally. Yeah. I think it's like a sleeker, more more streamlined look. I think uh, I think Hangman looks way better in, in pants than he does trousers. But let's not get into the weeds of whether <laughs> yeah. men look okay. better in pants yeah. or trousers. Let, yeah, this let's is... move on to uh, Tony Schiavone interviewing Matt Jackson of the young bucks knocks knocks on the door obviously with some trepidation as what happened to alex marvez as we saw a few weeks ago where they got um fined etc etc answer the door shivani flinches good storyline only matt takes the interview here um to be frank with you like he gives this like uh half-assed apology and really acts like a piece of shit um takes tony shivani's phone and beats it against the wall Smashes breaks the it. screen and then just like <laughs> throws a bunch of young bucks or hundred dollar bills or whatever the hell else he threw and like after giving him shit about the patch in his jacket not being a pocket and stuff like that it's like yo like young bucks are going full on heel yeah which is cool super dicks um, instead of super kids yeah, Why? dude i i i am excited for this iteration of young bucks i think this will get me more pumped for young bucks than i've been um in a long time uh, but that, that'll be interesting to see because ftr definitely uh filling that heel role as well but mm-hmm. usually you're not seeing the heel versus heel um so we'll see if they slow burn this uh, young oh, bucks yeah. ftr program like i'm sure they will it'll my guess is we're not going to see young bucks ftr until all out next year i really don't think so they yeah because one year there's no way there's no way they build that quick to that i mean because no. they even when he's you know tony shivani's asking you know ftr this ftr that and man's like i don't fucking care uh, so right. I agree with you right. on all this. Let's get into this TNT championship match. Brody Lee versus your man, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. Um, this was a very, very, very slow start. It was a lot of sitting around. It's like wasting time is what I thought it was. Uh, but the second half of this really fucking got turned up. There was a couple spots where I really thought, holy shit. Orange Cassidy is about to win the TNT championship. I really did. Like, not even, not just like a little work segment. Like, like holy fuck, he hit the comeback. Uh, you, you know, Brody Lee blocked it. That's when I thought, okay, he's just going to fucking close on him, knock him down. Nope, he's escaping out of this. He's getting out of the the Dark Order minions. Uh, you know, all this shit is happening. He, he, he hits that stunner. Uh, dude, Brody Lee with that big boss man slam, it mm-hmm. looks vicious it's fucking cool mm-hmm. uh they pulled out all the stops man 
this comeback for him was awesome. The Orange Cassidy really just took it that, you know, that skyrocket or that rocket that Jericho put on his back and took it and ran rocket with strapped. it. Yes, rocket strap. That's what I meant. I don't know why I couldn't just form that sentence in my fucking brain. That was uh, that was started <laughs> by our friends uh, Edge and Christian, right? Did yep. they start that uh, oh, saying yeah. it got rocket strapped? I missed that podcast. Uh, oh, but, it was a great podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. So uh, this powerbomb and then the clothesline for the win. Uh, holy shit. This match was great. Lights go out. Okay. So before we talk about that, so kick it back to me after I hear what you had on the match because I want to talk about what's next. Uh, it was a good match and the lights went out. We moved on to the next segment <laughs> featuring no. Mr. Brody Lee. No. Uh, it was a great match, dude. I, My boy freshly squeezed. Putting on a fucking clinic, dude, on how to be a sloth style wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like, just being an innovator in, like, every way. Like I said, like, his character, like, he would do great in, like, NXT, I'm sure. I'm sure um, Trips would give him the, the space to be his own. But, like, it's a testament. Like, I keep saying it's a testament to AEW, and it really is, that they let this sloth style, like, unorthodox dude, like, really have his time to, like, his thing. And the crowd has responded in kind. When... Brody Lee was going for those lariats and he was just dropping to his ass like three times in a row. I'm sitting there thinking like, surely it's not going to happen a second time. Surely it's not going to happen a third time. And he just kept going down. And it's just like, it, the psychology just worked. You can see how pissed off Brody Lee is about this thing and just mm-hmm. like totally frustrated with this like style that he's never seen before. And that's how you properly work an Orange Cassidy match. Like you have to be frustrated by who he is. Pac did a damn good job in their match. That oh, was yeah. an awesome match. It's like you really have to play to his strengths. And and he did. I thought, like you said, started off slow. Um, but at the end of this thing, I, I got to give him kudos. They had on that one botched like tilt to whirl reversal into the front DDT that they missed. It looked really awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, and they gave him, uh, they gave each other space to like do that move again and really like tell the story of that ending. So it was yep. extended a little bit because of that botch, but a really cool ending. Um, he hits that orange punch and I'm just like, damn, like he's going to do it here. Just like you said, he's going to do it. Unfortunately gets caught, you know, gets caught, gets power bombed. Like you said, <laughs> And it's hilarious. Discus close line. Dude. One, oh, two, yeah. three, man. Oh, he hit that clothesline. You know, a lot of people like they get like flipped or whatever. Like he sat there and took it, dude. Oh, he yeah. He just got that was fucking clubbed in the chest. Just yeah. clubbed in the chest and like, like went down like a domino, <laughs> dude. So oh, uh, man. Brody Lee taking the win here. Orange Cassidy not hurt at all by the loss. Nope. This, this match told a great story. Hats off to both competitors. Um, and then nothing happened after that. So moving right along. Then the lights went <laughs> what, out. <laughs> what and, happened when the lights went out? And Jeff, dude, tell us. we get this great entrance. I saw the stage and I'm like, Cody's coming back. I tweeted yeah. it. I hope to God Cody's coming back. And then if you're in the little text chain that he has, he sent his, uh, his map quest to get to Jacksonville. It was like three hours before it started. So he literally got to Jacksonville and walked in and probably walked right on stage. Like, he had to have just got there. It kept it secret. They kept it secret, man. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Dark hair Cody really coming in, smashing some Dark Order guys, really looking vicious, looking ready to just uh, get back into it, hitting that springboard cutter on 10, 5, 
five. Um, he fucked everybody's shit up. Yeah, he really did. It looked awesome. I uh, can't wait for his hair to uh, actually just be a normal color <laughs> instead, of, <laughs> instead of dying it black, though. Uh, it, he looked like when uh, Spider-Man goes evil in Spider-Man 3 uh-huh. and starts doing the snap thing. Just never... <laughs> um, all in all, I really love this segment. Cody Rhodes is the guy who gets me to believe in pro wrestling. Not like the guy that's, it's still real to me, but like believe in the storylines you know what i'm talking about (laughs) yeah like the power of a good storyline will always be captivating and so this was awesome you know when he came out like dark i was for a split second i was like is he gonna join the dark order (laughs) like do you think that at all like i I know i know it seems like unlikely but like this is come out like an all black which is like very clearly like a dark order thing they're obviously dark it's in their name yeah it's in their apparel um, it's in my computer screen that keeps going dark on my video for whatever reason. So everything's all dark all the time. Um, yeah, I don't know why it keeps happening. <laughs> dark order is taking over my computer. Yep. <laughs> they used to take over this podcast. Um, That's right. They still do. Check, Join the dark order. The, the old uh, episodes out. <laughs> they were, they were making me play hey, those. Ads. Hey, you could check that out when you go and check out that homework, so you can enter the contest to win a free 100 percent elite podcast T-shirt. So, um, anyway, really cool segment. Cody coming in, kicking ass, taking names, really sinking into the American nightmare. <laughs> Cody, these are getting worse and worse. Let's get. Hey, let's man. move on to this Brody Lee promo though, because this. This stipulation, this uh, him screaming, taking the mic like the old days and just yelling into the cameras. And he basically is challenging Cody to a dog collar match. And then saying, I don't know. I don't know. He didn't explicitly say that. It said was he's going to put this match. chain around his neck. Right. I don't know if he was talking about a match or if he was essentially just saying, I'm going to make you my bitch. But maybe it was, it was definitely definitely a shoot promo definitely super fucking intense oh yeah and then he uh he talks about brandy's thirst traps that she's been posting oh my god her hey, pictures dude, took been... the gloves off oh, took the dude. gloves off her everything has been nice <laughs> oh sorry tori um yeah this, this uh, did you not did oh did me. you not see my my text the other day about uh good thing you're not on instagram for hikaru shida's post <laughs> oh yeah i do did not you have look it instagram up? nope I don't have it. I don't have an Instagram. <laughs> I do not. Let's. That's a bad Instagram. Is just bad. Bad Instagram. Yeah. Hey, but you can follow your <laughs> your favorite your favorite boy orange Zachary on Instagram at at Frisco. We'll get to that F-R-I-S-C. shit at the end. Shameless you can, you can self promotion. The next one was this Matt Hardy with Private Party and Chris Jericho and this whole inner circle versus. Uh, all this stuff. I dude, I liked Matt Hardy's spot. I know we have to give Private Party more mic mm. time, but this was just horrible. This mm, was not, not good. Even it couldn't be saved by Les Champion, the million dollar, million dollar, million viewer man. What is his new gimmick million name? Viewer man. Million, million viewer, viewer man. Million viewer man. <laughs> That's a horrible demo name. Demo god. Les Champion. Yeah, demo god's good, and Les Champion's good. Million viewer man. I can do without it. Uh, it couldn't even be saved by them bringing back Sammy Guevara. This spot was still shitty. I mean, Isaiah Cassidy basically saying the same thing that Scorpio Sky did. Just maybe I might beat you and make you 
instead of saying lay bitch, he said mm-hmm. lay champion bitch. It's the same Le fucking champion, promo bitch. that Scorpio Sky cut. Remember when he like right. he, he like coerced like got him to give him a match for no reason. Uh, mm-hmm. This is what he did. So now it's Isaiah Cassidy versus Chris Jericho next week. I don't know why. Yeah. Why do we want to see that? They're a tag team for a reason. And I, I want to get a I want to get a list of Chris Jericho's nicknames. He's been a lot of things. Um, he just he and, he got and, something else too. Uh, he just uh, trademarked million dollar man million million viewer man million dollar so, million viewer man and yeah. something else. He trademarked another name. Hey, well, I, I'm not sure, but uh, I remember. I mean, even when he started, he came in as uh, Y2J Raw as Jericho, like that whole gimmick, like. And just kept doing it. I mean, his we've talked about it, but even, you know, his uh his evolution as a as a performer over the years has kept him relevant. But he, like you said, even he couldn't save this one. It, it got really, really awkward. Um you know, Isaiah taking the taking the taking the mic from uh his partner Quinn, trying to cut a serious promo, but like he just didn't come off as like What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, believable. Like yeah, he, he didn't believe in what he he didn't seem like he believed in what he was saying. Exactly. Like, he's just like I'm. A, I'm challenging you to a match, even though I've got no business challenging you to a match because we're not even close in the same league. Oh, and I'm gonna get my ass kicked, and I'm not gonna perform. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Hopefully, they have a damn good match. I really, really would prefer to see them have a good match because I like to see young performers up and coming, and I like to see them advance. But I think if you're gonna go in there and like call him, call him the name and like do the whole promo and challenge him to a match. Like you gotta be like all in your shit. You gotta be yeah. like bought into Serious. yourself. Yeah. And he was, chill, and, chill. And, and, and yeah. And I, so I gotta, <laughs> I gotta give this one. This is, this is one of the, one of the, my least favorite promos I've seen on dynamite actually oh, um, yeah. in the history of dynamite. So I was really sad to see that, but it's going to happen. There's going to be a worst of everything at one time. Uh, we can forgive him. He's a young guy and he's got, he's got many decades in front yep. of him and uh, he'll night. learn from this. I'm sure he will. He's got a great tutor in Matt Hardy um, about to work a program with Jericho. Who's obviously a great tutor as well. So just be a student, be a young man and uh, just learn from your mistakes and move on. So um, from there, we moved on into uh, what was originally announced. Uh, I think. Um, was it was supposed it to be the, a match? Uh, it was. I couldn't tell. I didn't think they said it was supposed to be a match between FTR and uh, private party. But I guess it was like an interview first or, or whatever the case was. And I'm not sure. I'm not really sure. This was kind of kind of weird timing on the segment. Um, but they introduced a new segment that they're going to call 20, uh, 20 minute brush with greatness. Um, which is a, a thing where it's kind of their version of a quote unquote open challenge um, where they, but unfortunately they get to pick their own challengers, but they're essentially giving um, a tag team 20 minutes um, with them in the ring. Uh, again, it's a team of their choice and they're going to call it the 20 minute brush of greatness. Yep. I think this is a really cool, th- really cool idea. Uh, I think it definitely plays into the heels that they are. Um, you know, obviously as they're introducing this talking shit about best friends, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Of course, you know, Don't best friends, this. you know, comes out, uh, replies in kind to this, um, you know, and, and FTR just essentially runs them down some more. They say, "Look, you didn't have a match last week. You can sit here and be excited about your win all you want, but like that is essentially backyard wrestling, and what we do in here is like professional wrestling, essentially." Yeah, so they said, vicious. challenge them to, yeah, they challenge them to that twenty-minute challenge, and obviously FTR 
um, agreed. And then they said it wasn't fair to do this tonight, et cetera, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. Um, what'd you have on this? It was a great segment, man. Best friends really, really moving up again. You know, basically mm-hmm. saying FTR basically said they're, you guys aren't a hundred percent right now. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're not a hundred percent elite right now. So, uh, let's wait for this match. <laughs> uh, are they wrestling them next week? It didn't. I I think that's the idea. Um, I don't think. They I think they're gonna. That. I think they're gonna wrestle somebody else next week, and I think that SCU, they're gonna keep right. pushing they them. S- yeah, SCU next week. Yeah, and then best friends later. Um, <laughs> I just smacked my desk. When this, I was pointing. <laughs> you know, this is a great idea. We were talking about how to get more of the tag team division involved in this. This is uh, this know, perfect. 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 I love the idea. Yep. So. Uh, after this, we had another tag match, uh, finally a women's match uh, tonight. Diamante and Ivelisse versus Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa. Um, dude, they uh, they were attacking these champs from behind, man. This is Ivelisse again. I'm thinking some of these shots were, were straight shoot shots, man. I think Thunder Rosa has to put that girl in check. And another match. Uh, I know we didn't really get your opinion on what she did to her uh, last week's Dynamite. But so Ivelisse, they they even reported on it. She threw real punches and she wasn't selling moves and real attitude problem. I know her house just burnt down and, you know, she was going through a lot. So I thought that would just go away after that match. Maybe they put her in check and say, look, either you fucking smarten up and realize that this is our show and you can't do that shit here, especially to the NWA Women's Champion that they don't have to let us use, so don't fucking hurt her. Uh, But luckily, Thunder Rosa is a real badass bitch and an MMA fighter, and we'll just fuck her up and say, all right, straighten back up. It makes for good matches, but you can tell some of these shots were real. Some of these chokeholds were real. You can see the red build up in their face real quick. And that's because they're really choking the fuck out of each other. Um, and, you know, Diamante and Hikaru Shida look great, too. I mean, the match was, I thought, was great. It was a little, I mean, there was a little bit of hiccups here and there, but the ending was great. Um, you know, you had that Death Valley driver uh, into the Falcon Arrow uh, pinning for the win. So mm-hmm. what do you have on this before we move on to this fantastic segment? <laughs> it was it, just to quickly tap tack on what you say. I don't really know much, and I'll be the first to admit, um, Thunder Rosa is, is somebody that I don't know much about. I don't know much about Ivelisse outside of their TV time on AEW. Um, so I don't know what their past is. You know, I know um, Thunder Rosa obviously coming up through the, the you know, the Mexican ranks and Ivelisse is from Puerto Rico. I'm not really sure what her past looked like, but maybe they've had some stuff, spats in the past. Who knows? Um you know, obviously their match last week was super hard hitting, as as you said. Um, Evelish just looked wild, man. Like I, it didn't even look like she was like trying to hold back. You know what I'm saying? It's like it wasn't like, oops, like I accidentally, you know, hit her stiff like real quick. It's just like I'm throw caution to the wind, and if I connect, like so be it. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, them hard um, smacks in the middle of the ring, you can tell mm-hmm. were straight up her just being a bit. So she did this in Impact Wrestling. This is what got her, I think, fired last time. Uh, doing this to girls, not selling moves, uh, you know, having real attitude problems and stuff like that. So 
it's it could be just her reputation following her uh, and her not yeah. getting away from it. But they're they're yeah. really giving her a chance, so I, I hope she smartens up. Did she was she the one? Did she go by what did she go by in, in uh, TNA? Did she go by um, Juliet or something like that? No, she was Eva Lee. She was in LAX. Did she go by Eva Think no, she wasn't in LAX. Mm, Diamante was in LAX. Yeah, that's um, who I'm mixing her up with. But and, in way. any case, yeah, um, yeah I th- it was a it was a nice little match. Like it could have been more. Like I definitely thought mm-hmm. like you know two women's uh, two uh, women's champions and you know the winner of the women's cup tournament um we're gonna put on a clinic but this was not the clinic that i had hoped for so hopefully they'll get a chance at retribution it's really interesting to see uh thunder rose is still competing and getting wins on aew you gotta you wonder what the future plans hold um you think ivalice and thunder rose are gonna have another match i would presume um at some point but uh we'll see what happens but from there we moved on into our main event of the evening it is John Moxley versus the Mad King Eddie Kingston we, no. for the AEW World Champion. Right? You had you had MJF and Jericho facing off in this promo. Remember, they finally uh, confront each other. Dude, I, I'll be the first to tell you, I got to start having audio on for these things. I watch a lot. <laughs> I I'm serious. Like it's, oh, it's it's all good. I'm like half in and out of audio. Um, my wife my wife demands my attention too much. <laughs> Uh, so MJF and Jericho square off and they are, you know, talking each other up, how great the, each other are. And then Jericho finally goes, so why'd you call me a loser? And he go, MJF's like, why'd you call me a loser? And, uh, because the other week as they were walking away from mm-hmm. their limos, they said, what a loser. Um, so this is playing back to that. This is this slow burn for a Jericho and MJF feud. Uh, then they, you know, basically blame it on other things. No, I was, I was saying the limo driver was a loser, and he's like, no, I was talking about Tony Skiavone uh, is a loser instead. <laughs> and uh, it was a great, really funny segment. Um, go recheck it out. I would have played it on here, but YouTube, and I don't want to get thrown off on episode two. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but yeah, let's get into this match. Go ahead. The main event of the evening. <laughs> AEW World Champion. Or as Eddie Kingston likes to call the AEW World's Champion as a plural. Um against the Mag King himself, Eddie Kingston. Dude, this was a hard hitting affair. Oh yeah. Like from the fucking start. Like these two dudes were beating the shit out of each other. Um the chops weren't you know. Dude, the little the little chop the chop fest that they had back and forth, and dude, Eddie Kingston demolished John Moxley on that chop fest. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know what the hell Mox was doing, but like Eddie was landing these shots that were like just his chest turned from like blush red to like dark red to like purple to like black almost like really quickly. It's like, mm-hmm. damn man. Um, they had some nice offense back and forth. Both of them doing like just some really cool shit like you know doing things that you weren't going to think of you had some through the ropes dives um a lot of fucking back and forth a lot of brawling here um eddie kingston really giving it his all in this match um he he hits this like kidney shot in the middle of the match um that just looked super painful like these shots were stiff too obviously they were worked stiff it wasn't like ivalice where they were like wild stiff (laughs) like these dudes were beating the shit out of each other it was awesome. And, and 
and Mox is doing that every week with people. Like he really, really is. He's he's got to be telling these dudes like, look, give me your best fucking shot. Because even MJF had some stiff shots on him in their match at all out. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it seems like he really thrives on that. So um, Moxley working the hand, they were really putting over that back fist in this match as if it was a devastating move. You know, he picked up the win, um, win on uh, uh, Dark with that back uh, spinning back fist. Um, you know, in the end here, obviously, uh, John Moxley picking up the win, but we alluded to it earlier in the episode. Um, he gets this, they were calling it a bulldog choke, um, yep. on commentary. He gets the bulldog choke and the referee stops the match. And, and earlier I was talking about, I feel like we're getting cheated on this hypothetical triple threat match that you had alluded to earlier, but the same way Eddie Kingston has been riding this, like I never got thrown over the top rope. You know, I was never eliminated. He's going to ride this like, yo, I didn't tap out and I was not pinned by this dude. Yep, exactly. And so I'm not surprised that the quote unquote non-finish finish. John Moxley retaining here, getting the uh, referee stoppage Uh, after the match. Of course, uh, Lucha Bros coming out, uh, super giving this double super kick to Moxley. Hobbs trying to come out, even up the odds. Of course, uh, you know, they're still outnumbered. Darby Allen uh, makes the save with the skateboard. Um, it was freaking awesome until uh, absolute Stark man Jones. Ricky Starks comes out, gives a nice little spear, and then the heels get the upper hand as we uh, uh, end our night on Dynamite. It was a really, really great end to Dynamite, a hard-hitting affair. I know you have some notes about this match as well. Oh, dude, there was a great power bomb in that match. Uh I mean, the chops, though. The chops are my favorite. And Eddie mm-hmm. Kingston was, like, laughing because uh, he was putting in some serious work. And John Moxley was like, fuck, dude, I don't want to hit you hard because you're going to hit me even harder. <laughs> right. Dude, some of them were fucking brutal. Like, just, oh, God. Uh, but, yeah, this match was – this was a bruiser match from start to finish. It was great. Um I really like the ending here, setting up a new... This is a pivot. Pivot away. They fucked up, though. If you watch, they showed a match card with Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, Lance Archer, and I don't think the other spot was either filled or it was just them three on a on a match card. If you go back and watch, it flashes up on the screen for, like, while Tony Schiavone's talking. It's either at the end or before the match starts. So they kind of fuck up a little bit, uh, telltale, that they are probably going to have this match where Eddie Kingston's going to say, you never pin me, you never, like, I still deserve, uh, you know, another title shot, put me in this match uh, with, you know, Lance Archer, and let's all have it out. And it'll. He's losing the title, dude. He has to be. I don't know. I think, I think, I, I think a full gear match is where he he's going to lose the title and i hope it's to somebody who is a baby face uh just on the fact or or somebody that's just an AEW guy you know what i mean like uh like i hope kenny omega or hangman adam page go after the belt or uh fuck scorpio mm-hmm. sky i don't give a shit uh putting the belt on lance archer already he's a pretty new talent i i don't want to see him get it eddie kingston i don't think is you know he's he's got bruiser matches man we need we need a a, a champion who can give us pro wrestling matches you know john moxley as a champ is great we, he's been great but some of the matches that we've gotten with like a jake hager and things like that 
somebody who is more like on a Jericho level of things with storytelling and, and putting storylines together with people is what I want to see more than just um, a fucking car crash of a, you know what I mean? Of a bruiser no, style I, matches. I get what you're saying. As a I champ. get what you're saying. And, and you would, one would tend to think that, that Moxley and Omega have unfinished business. Yeah. I uh, hope they just sure. pass each other in the hallway and that's where we get the, rekindled feud back on i don't know i i i don't i don't see a baby face taking the title unless you have a mox turn in the middle of this because i think they like to they, i mean frankly companies like the change of pace i mean the when jericho's heel champion and baby faces are in chase mode it's a lot different storytelling than like baby face on top and like keeping his tight keeping his title but what like about all the monsters that are coming after him Brody lee's the title holder though and FT, yeah, but FTR is a heel, and they have the tag team titles. So are you going to put every heel holding a title? Look, I mean, it's not unprecedented, but I will say you talk about – you brought up Brody Lee there, but you also said something about Lance Archer being too new. Brody Lee was the TNT champion, what, five months after he debuted? What if I that mean, fourth person is – I didn't even think about this. What if the fourth person is MJF? He never got. I mean, he got cheated them, at the all end. All of them, yes. All of them have a legitimate, legitimate claim. Yeah, cheated. Never, that? never got pinned or submitted. And Lance Archer is the number one contender by right, but the sickness, you know, threw him look, out of the loop. Look, you got to think. I think Mox's safest way of losing his title is by not losing it, not losing it one on one. I think it has to be in a multi-man match where somebody else takes the pin. Yep. I don't think. They're not going to ruin that Moxley allure. I don't think they're going to give him the L anytime soon in his career in AEW. It does. I mean, what's the point of that? I mean, they're very, very clearly building him as like one of the cornerstones of the company for yep. a long time here. So I, I again, I, I see him losing it in a multi-man match, which is why I'm saying I think he loses it here, Wh whether that's at the uh, anniversary show or whether that's at full gear. Like you said, maybe, I, yeah, maybe I the anniversary show might be a good way to, to end his reign. Well, Maybe, you know, you, that could be the setup for full gear, though. You think, you know, he has his he has this match with like Lance Archer or whatever. But like Eddie Kingston comes out to like interfere with the match because he's still upset that he never, you know, tapped or, you know, was pinned or whatever. So yeah. there's a lot of ways that they can go with this. But I think the multi-man match happens. I think he loses that match. I, you know, to me, that makes sense. And yeah, uh, but they could go they could go a multitude of different ways. I just think they're going to spend time building Kenny Omega up before giving him a title match. You know, he's going back to, you know, what did he say about his tag team wrestling that it was there for a good time, not a long time. And now yep. he's ready to do single stuff. So, you know, I don't, and, but I don't see Moxley holding the belt for another hundred plus days. Yeah, no I mean, way. maybe they do it, but I just don't, I just don't see it. I really don't at this point. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right into the official match of the week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the match of the week for me is Ben Carter versus Scorpio Sky. I loved this match. This is my match of the week. Uh, nothing but high praises. Why is it going again? The official <laughs> match, match of the week. Oh, no. I put it on repeat. I don't know. Hit the button again. Um, so yeah, that's your key to do your match of the week, <laughs> <laughs> right, man? As as expected, I expected you to pick that match. Um, that was a phenomenal match, man. It was really I'm good. going to go, yeah. 
I'm going to go with um, the TNT Championship match. I'm going to go with the exalted one, Brody Lee versus freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. Um, a great match. Like you said, started a little bit slow, but really picked up in the end. Great storytelling. Uh, Orange Cassidy, again, just just being the surprise of the show. So yeah, uh, that was, was a great match. Was pretty go, awesome. Go rewatch that one. <laughs> for sure. So uh, that is uh, probably going to do it for us, guys. Um, so you can find me at jengler88 on Twitter. Uh, you can uh, contact us on the official 100% Elite podcast twitter at 100 elite pod and that's where you need to submit your list for the free t-shirt so one more week guys and that's it then the contest is over it's been three weeks and nobody has gotten it yet so you've had plenty of time to listen to the episodes uh or give me uh, something would be nice um and guys twitter is free you can sign up <laughs> just make it make a uh, name and 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 find us on there um also check out i will be doing twitch uh very soon so mr freeze 088x uh will be on there uh there's already some videos on there i'm trying to just uh fine tune it so it's it will be on there and you can find zach at frisco trisket on instagram f-r-i-s-c-o-t-r-i-s-c-u-i-t that's also my personal uh twitter handle you can talk to me about all things wrestling soccer bourbon Today I was drinking IW Harper while we were recording. It was delicious. <laughs> um, if you want to talk to me about wrestling, you can find me at Orange Zachity. That's O-R-A-N-G-E-Z-A-C-I-T-Y. Uh, but it's been fun, Jeff. Oh, yeah. And uh, you can listen to the song on the podcast version of this uh, on pretty much all your major podcasts. Uh, go check out my boy Edge. He's got great music. He's supposed to be coming out with an album. I still don't know when that's going to drop. But uh, he also runs the Twitch game too, uh, slaying fucking games all over the place. You can find him at Edge underscore 419 for his Twitter, Edge 419 for YouTube, Twitch, uh, and his music. So, yeah. We will see you guys on the next one. Actually, see you guys on the next one. MCs, so you can call me Legion, but we are many. You are one, we have plenty. You have some, you're taking this so serious, but I'm only doing this for fun. You're walking backwards while I run, met without, cause you're out done. Open my mouth as I erupt, regretting what you just begun. You're never stopping me, you're never stopping this. You never saw me coming, but you must acknowledge this. So I'll just bring the heat and leave them powerless to try to step to me, so maybe you should crawl a bit.